0: nine today i really am i got tons of sleep last night i can
1: tell geez
0: i feel like you know i did my meditations i you know i did my self reassurance i did my self pep talk as i came in this morning and i thought you know i am ready
1: how does a pep talk with you like how does that go sarah
0: well i took you know i i mean i kind of had this like love strange back to love relationship with the tony robbins documentary because right now i am i cannot get into any tv Watched the first episode of Stranger Things. I thought it was strange. I didn't think it was great. Okay? Uh, what's the other one that everybody talks about that's on HBO? Game
1: of Thrones. Uh, no,
0: I I do enjoy that one. That one's great. They stopped hating on women and stopped being misogynist, and now they're back to loving women. So I'm back on the the Game of Thrones train.
1: Oh, great! So they're going to lose the other ninety percent of their audience though, while doing so. <laughs> Who
0: cares? The people Who that cares? just
1: walk for that just watch for dragons and boobs.
0: But I'm fine, you know. So I really am into documentaries currently. And the Tony Robbins one, you know, he said that kind of how he sort of first got to like the first level of his motivational speaking was every day he would jog and he'd be like, "You're." fucking unstoppable so now i go and in my mind i'm like you're fucking unstoppable so
1: you look at yourself like what like in your mirror or like you pull out your compact while you're on Actually, the metro usually coming in it's
0: um on snapchat i check myself out on snapchat okay so go, yeah you
1: do the selfie camera and you're mm-hmm. on the metro and you're just there mouthing i'm fucking
0: unstoppable yeah like right now you i'll do it on snap Sarah. yeah you know it i am unstoppable
1: look at that mustache you're like <laughs> tom Selleck. <laughs> it's
0: That is not what I put on there. So, anyway, I'm feeling really good. How are you? Before we get into the show, because I'm very, very excited. You know what else got me excited is our guest today. So, Roy Wood Jr., who is a comedian and writer on The Daily Show for Trevor Noah, Mm -hmm. is going to be on this podcast. He is a super inspiring... story and i can't wait for him to talk about and and it mirrors ours and here's what the audience doesn't know yesterday was like a rough day for us okay just like emotionally yeah and i think a lot of people can relate to this but you know social media paints a picture right and what you put out there paints a picture and everybody wants to be successful and beautiful and your kids aren't fucked up like we all know oh have you played the disclaimer
2: uh, well,
1: I'm about to now. Wait to... <laughs> right. It's usually my issue. <laughs> this is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs>
0: Thankfully, we're on okay. episode like 108, so you probably know this by now. But, you know, here's the thing is like. Emmy and I is as much success as we have had are still struggling artists. Like there's not a ton of money associated with now being on a national platform yet. We've only been, we've been on less than a month on Mm -hmm. podcast one. So sometimes you come in and you're like, every step of the way is a lot of work. Every step. Right. So sometimes you come in and you're like, God, you know, What are we doing? When are we going to make it? We're working eight different jobs. You know, we're like, you know, you can't have all the luxuries immediately that you see some of your other friends having. Mm -hmm. And so there are days where it's like a real struggle. And yesterday behind the scenes was one of those moments for us.
1: Uh, Yeah, it definitely was.
0: You were at a low point. I was at a low point. I left. I was like, God, I just, I want this to be mega huge already. And you know, we're getting there, thanks to you guys. But there are just moments every step of the way where you are like, God, you what know, am I doing?
1: You know, it was a rough day mentally for me when I spoke to my mother for 45 minutes on the phone. Like,
0: it <laughs> was a low point.
1: Like, you know that I was like, they're like, holy turlita, man! You are in our low, Sammy. Like, I was 45 minutes on the phone with my mother last night. Like, well, one of the things- Normally, like we talk, like me and my dad is the conversation. Every conversation, hey, what's up? How are you? Good. You need money? No, Dad. I'm calling to say what's up. Cool. Bye. Boom. That's it. Like, that's our conversations, right? My mom said to me, hey, how are you? da 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 And we're done. Like, less than a minute. Okay. 45 minutes. That's a long-ass <laughs> time for us as a family.
0: How are you? Are you good?
1: I'm fine, I guess. Yeah. Look, at, I, 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 yesterday I went home and I, you know, do what I do to kind of de-stress. I had to go, you know, work on some stuff. I made you some ketchup.
0: Oh, he did. Which I can smell it. It smells so good.
1: It's spicy, like ketchup. I guess this is ketchup. I just made ketchup last (laughs) night because. That's what you do when you have a bunch of tomatoes that are about to go bad, I guess?
0: Well, I thought yesterday what was interesting about our discussion was you said, look, I'm 30. I thought at 30 I'd be at this certain level, and I'm excited to have Roy Wood Jr. in because he's 37. Mm -hmm. But he talks about, you know, in a recent interview he did, that it took him 17 years to get this whole Daily Show gig. Yeah. So I just always want you to never be deterred by age. Because I used to feel that way, too, when I was younger. I was like, oh, my God, by the age. Age of 32. I need to have like an agent. I need to be on TV all the time. I need to be doing this. But then you begin to realize and I think read people's stories and it takes an entire it takes a lifetime to get to that one moment where suddenly then it's like everybody knows you. But the whole time leading up to that is years and years. So, I just don't want you to ever be deterred by age.
1: Can you just stop saying the word deterred because you really emphasize the turd when you say it? <laughs> That's it.
0: I just want to make sure you're good. Are you in a mentally good place? I'm good. It? I'm great. Yeah, I'm fine.
1: Look, okay. I'm here today. Right, but okay. to this doesn't that mean I'm in a great mental state, like yeah, like compared to how the show ended yesterday. I mean, I think this is great. Yeah, well,
0: I just said, you know what? I feel like today I'm just going to give you a motivational talk the whole day. Uh, thanks,
1: and for, Tony Robbins.
0: Yes, yeah, seriously. And if you're out there, I know a ton of people who listen to this podcast who also are going for their dreams or leaving a job or leaving a relationship. It's there are really low moments. Don't think I don't ever want to portray all the time on social media, which I think I do, that everything is fabulous. Because it's really, it's not all fabulous all the time. There are really low points. There are low creative moments, financial moments. I mean, and I don't give a crap. I'm in this. We are doing this until yeah, we're. Yeah, no.
1: I, look, I'm in this too. Come on now. You make it sound like I'm not in this. Like, no, I'm no, in no, this. no, like no in it. I'm in this. I'm in it 100%. You know, I'm just, like I said, we just had to deal with some shit yesterday.
0: I can't wait till we can just, like, have a camera following us around, and then all of that is out oh there.
1: Oh, God. I'm pretty glad they didn't follow me around yesterday.
0: <laughs> so, anyhow, Roy Wood Jr. is coming up on the show. Also, um, at what age do you start telling kids family secrets? Two good friends of mine, I have discovered some big family secrets about them, and they have specifically told me, which is bad because I cannot keep a secret, not to tell anyone these things because their kids don't even know about it.
1: Oh, so great. So, we're going to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Um, yep, I have to. Okay. I'm not going to use names because you are on me about that. I'm not using any names. I'm using scenarios. But I want to know at what age you need to tell kids' family secrets. This
1: is the point in which I'll bet you $30, okay? The only $30 I have in my wallet right now into my name, okay? <laughs> $30 that you'll screw this up.
0: No, I, I won't. I won't. And then uh, also I want to get to, um, this is fabulous news, ladies. Okay. No one is wearing a bra anymore. Nobody. It's official. You can take them off. It is now a fashion trend. You don't need a bra.
1: I was gonna say I've been seeing a lot of like a lot of that.
0: I am fine I am letting these girls out. And I wanna know at what size do you think or do you think at
1: any size? Well that's the thing, depending on like I've dated girls of I guess wide ranges, right? And the ones with the very, you know, the smaller chested ones, like very small chested ones, they would never wear bras. I had a girlfriend that literally would never wear a bra. She's like, no one can tell anyways. Unless I'm just going like to, you know, but if she was wearing like a baggier shirt, like if she was dressed like you right now, like in a baggy shirt like that, there would be no bra underneath that because she's like, why? Like it doesn't matter.
0: I love this. I have some really awful bras that are just so like, they're so uncomfortable to wear. Oh my God,
1: the underwire.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm done with those. Is now, that the
1: thing still? Yeah, I don't even do people still have underwires.
0: Yes, yes. Oh absolutely. I have some ones that have underwires. But I am done and ladies you can throw the bras out.
1: Okay, but really what sparked this? Like what all of a sudden brought it back because I feel like it's always been a thing that certain women have always done. You know what I mean?
0: Well now it's like an official fashion trend. So Meaning now, that, like uh, Gigi Hadid and and Kendall Jenner, all these people are leading the revolution of wearing no bra at all. So now you can follow suit, Rihanna.
1: Oh, so because some fashion blogger put like like it to like it to buy it or whatever, or <laughs> like, to, like to, what is it like
0: like to know
1: like to know like, it or whatever? God, all of a sudden, you know it's a fashion I, trend. I, I, <laughs> because here's the thing, I dated a girl for literally two years. That that's all like that was her. She rocked that. I dated numerous girls when I was in my early twenties. I used to do that all the time.
0: God, what is that? That's gonna drive me crazy. I just think like to know it or something. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. Um,
1: I don't know. I'm gonna call shenanigans on that because that's always been like an empowering. Like I think it's just been a thing that you know.
0: But not wearing a bra to the office, not wearing a bra to meetings. That's what they're saying. Get rid of the bras. Throw your bras out. Let them hang.
1: I mean, but really, who cares? Do people actually care? Well, I would not know. If you came in without a bra, I would have no clue.
0: Yes, you would. I would have no oh my clue. god!
1: No clue, Sarah. Stop okay. flattering yourself. Okay. <laughs> I would have zero clue. Okay. I'm only,
0: I would only flatter myself with one, which means I have one breast that's, that's larger. A bit larger, and I think that you would definitely notice that it was hanging. hanging. No, I don't. Look, I'm hanging and banging. And here's the
1: thing: I also think at a point now that you got to think about is. Every guy has access to pornography. You know what I mean? Like, everyone does. Everyone has the internet. Everyone can type in the word boobs and see the most amazing boobs they've ever seen in their life. Okay? So, it doesn't really phase me anymore. Like, I don't see a girl sitting there, like, if she's in, like, a really tight workout shirt and she's nipping out, Right right, and I don't even, it doesn't even phase me anymore. Really? Because I know, because I'm like... Eh. It's like, it's not really there yet. You know what I mean? It'd be one thing, I guess, if it was like the 70s and I had to go buy a magazine to maybe see them and then I'd have to throw them away. But now, like, no, you have the internet. I can just go on there. It doesn't phase me. Rocket, ladies. If you don't want to wear the bra, I don't give a shit. Okay, good. It's not like I'm going to sit there and, like, oh. Like, it doesn't. Whatever you think you have, I know I can see better on the internet.
0: I'm going to take mine off right now. Ew, no. I know. <laughs> yes. Shake these. Okay. Uh, speaking of nudity, before I get to this story, I want your honest opinion about what age you need to start telling children about serious um, life events or family secrets. Okay. Did you see this Oregon girl who uh, got her senior pictures taken, but the photographer didn't realize till after the shoot that there was a nude man in the background?
1: Dude, <laughs> the best... <laughs> I don't understand why. In like, clearly, river? this girl needs a, needs a solid lesson from her parents and a sense of humor. Okay, because that is amazing.
0: So, would you publish these? Because
1: absolutely, I would. Are you kidding me?
0: From a distance, look at the look at the man. From a distance, the guy is is wading into the river there in Oregon with his dog, completely nude, but his gut sort of hangs over, or his his package is very tiny, so you don't see. Any penis, Like, you could actually publish this photo.
1: Yeah, and? Don't you guys remember, look? One of my favorite photos I have of me when I went to Thailand, okay, was when I was sitting outside of, like, the Wat Po, like, you know, the Reclining Buddha temple, right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm taking a selfie, and I took this selfie of me while I was waiting for the bus. And then I looked in the background, closing the selfie, and there's a man peeing in the middle of the street right <laughs> yes. behind me. Like that made the photo i was like oh my god that selfie of me was just a basic narcissistic selfie of me in thailand right until this happened now that is the most epic selfie of all time
0: well this girl's embracing it jillian henry is 17 years old jillian Jillian! Jillian, yes god my senior pictures were so boring so typical oh my god
1: mine were so boring i got a perm for mine you
0: did not (laughs) you did not are you kidding where are yours? You have got to bring them I have, them like, in.
1: long, curly hair. Like, my hair's, like, down on my shoulder, but I got it curled up so I look like Gavin Rosdale from Bush.
0: Who gave And you? I
1: had, like, a little, like, highlights in it, too.
0: Oh, my God. You've got to bring yours I've got to find
1: them. I mean, they're... Let me just tell you. Oh, my people God. like Yeah. Mine were in overalls, which is really... That's very... <laughs> yeah. You just want everyone to know that you're from Maine. Did you have a goat there too. Uh, they were stylish overall. Did you wear a cowboy hat? No cowboy
0: hat, but I was draped over a sofa. You know how they would always like get you like it was. Yeah. Senior photos are oddly weird. Like they're supposed to be just like a, a portrait, but then they can kind of turn like awkwardly sexual. Because they something. make it's you lay weird.
1: on the floor. Like all right, now lift <laughs> your legs back. Okay, cross them. Cross. All right, now turn your head and forty five <laughs> degrees to the left. Nope, a little bit more. Okay, and you're there. And there's you. You feel so uncomfortable. And they're like, but you look great. In this picture
0: you know it was also oddly uncomfortable too and not many people would notice this except for me but um i happen to have two really long fingernails but the
1: others are short (laughs) you know you can clip them right i'm just throwing that out there that if it's your fingernails sarah and like two are longer than the other ones it's because you're not cutting them there's, you're not I gonna,
0: know. Like. <laughs> we got a post stars
1: So you really have that's fantastic. Yes,
0: I will show you I will get my mom to send me it. But I'm draped over the sofa and one hand is down, but the the middle finger and the ring finger have really long ass fucking nails, oh, but the others are short and it's so embarrassing. I was like, Why didn't I clip my fingernails for this photo?
1: Oh god, yeah, no, my <laughs> oh man, yeah. And my singing your photo I had a perm in mine yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, the, the photographer said that the, it was absolutely hysterical. They were just taking pictures, and then all of a sudden, they heard a dog splash into the bank in the river. They kept taking photos, just thinking it was a dog, and that would be cute, but then they end up looking up, and there's a man completely naked going for a dip. Uh, she did post the picture, because you can't see anything initially. It's gone viral, getting 21,000 retweets and 60, 66,000 likes because on Twitter.
1: fantastic, yeah. Oh, my
0: God. It is so funny. And she says she's embracing it. It's kind of crazy when you think about how many people have seen this picture, and she says it's all been really positive. Oh, my God. I think that's hysterical. At what age do you think that you need to start telling kids about major family secrets? For example.
1: Yeah, give me an I've example of a secret that you consider to be major.
0: One friend. Okay. So um, this friend has three children. Okay. But her oldest son is not from the biological. The, is not from her current partner. Okay. okay. From, from her, But the other two sons are. And. The youngest son, who's like 10 or 11 years old, has no idea that, that his older brother is not from the same dad.
1: Oh, so do when you do you have, tell them that they're... Yes! Does that, that seem
0: crazy to you? I'm like, I can't imagine keeping these...
1: Like, why aren't you telling me? Why didn't they know from the get-go? Like, haven't they noticed... Like, because do they just they, keep the fathers separated?
0: They, I, I'm i assuming... Like, what
1: do they do on Father's Day? They tell, oh, well, hey... They
0: celebrate that dad, the, the dad of the two youngest boys, as everybody's dad. So the, 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 the oldest son... And so she son, keeps
1: the older son's father a secret from even him? Or from the younger... No,
0: young, no. The oldest son does know. But from the youngest son, who's now 10 years old, he doesn't know that his old. Older brother who's 16 is really has a different. Dad. Doesn't s- that seem weird? That is
1: some horrible parenting. I don't know who sent <laughs> this to you, but I'm going to call them out on that. That's some horrible parenting.
0: At what age, though? And when they're trying to the, the whole.
1: What do you mean? The, the kids should know that from day one. Like what is it? What is she so worried about? That what this kid's gonna sit like? What like what is this? Nineteen fifty. But then, that, oh no, they're gonna know that. Guess what? You actually have a you know a contemporary family in which you know there's two fathers. Okay, they both they both take care of their children. One father lives with the mother now with the two youngest kids and the oldest kid. Like why wouldn't she just tell the kid what goes on? Be like, yeah, guess what. That's his stepdad. He's going to treat him just like his own son because that's what love is. Okay. But, like, you're, like, you're making it sound like – what you're doing is you're making it sound, and you're going to – if you're hiding it from your kids now, it's because it's going to look like it's somehow perceived as negative. I
0: agree. The second
1: you tell the kid now, it's going to make it perceive like, well, that was a bad thing, so you don't want to – it's like, wait, hold on. There is nothing wrong with your mother, you know. Having had a child and then getting divorced and then having a, getting married again and then having another, you know, kid. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay.
0: This one's a little bit heavier, but this came through my mom, friend of my mom's. Okay. Right.
1: You're already starting to get, look at, I already bet you. And you're already starting to give hints towards the names. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's 30 bucks is easy as mine.
0: <laughs> okay, this is, so friend of my mom's, right? And this person so they have a 12-year-old son. All right. Now, this one's a little bit heavier. The dad of this 12-year-old son, his father took his own life 20 years ago, right? Uh-huh. So this 12-year-old has never known his grandfather. But they have never told the 12-year-old how the grandfather actually passed away. And on top of that, the the dad, right, he has a stepbrother who doesn't even know the truth, a grown man, of how his dad really died. Do these... Th- When is like when can you tell a kid though? Is twelve years old too young to tell a kid about?
1: Tell them all the time. Like that's what the real world is. These like why? Why do you want to keep this kid in a bubble in which he thinks he lives in some fantasy when that's not really how his life is?
0: Hey, your grandfather committed suicide. You tell a kid at six.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would be like, they're like, what happened? But like, honestly, you have to explain it how it was. Like, At
0: six years old, you you'd be don't like,
1: look. You don't tell, okay? There's, got, there's ways to go about it. Even if I was telling somebody, I wouldn't be like, he took a gun, cocked it, and shot his <laughs> <the> brains <laughs> <Okay>. out. Like, <laughs> you're not going to say that, but you're going to be like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to tell you, okay? Oh, you know how Lord. sometimes you can be sick in your stomach? You can be sick here? Well, sometimes, you know, you can also be sick in your head, you know? And, like, he was very ill. He was mentally ill. I don't know. You have to try to explain it as much as you can. And then he. Like, he, he I'm ended not going to use baby bullshit. Like, if I have a a kid, I'm not gonna use these weird baby bullshit terms. Like, I'm gonna have them, like, they're not gonna call it their pee pee, they're gonna call it their penis. All right, they're gonna know the term right off the bat. Like, isn't
0: our family secrets amazing? But you know, there's a grown man out there who has no idea that his dad took his own life. Like, I am so, and I'm sure tons of people listening have family secrets that they're keeping. We would love to know why. Sarah at hayfrage.com, just change your name, we don't use your name. And then, like, when did you find out a family secret? It's amazing. That's another in-depth topic. You want to know something interesting? I want people to be on this show. I want my therapist on. I want to know, is it a good idea? Does it help or hurt the kids?
1: Well, you want to know an awesome family secret of mine? Yeah. That uh, I don't think anyone knows except for me. What? And I don't care because I don't live in this country. And I know my mom's... Actually, my mom wasn't sometimes. Mom, don't say shit, all right? Okay, So we found out recently that my cousin, who like you know, she's like she's like you know, it's my it's one of my cousins. Okay, she her father was really absent her entire life, like not really around at all, right? Like not around at all, right? But her mother took care of her. Her stepfather's been there since she was you know very very young, taking care of everything. Everything's happy, fun, right? Recently found out, and she hasn't even told her mother this that she has a brother. From from her father. From her father that hasn't been around, right? He hasn't been around since she was a kid. It's literally like an absentee father, right? Okay. Well, she randomly all of a sudden got a message. she reconnect with him? No, she got a message on Facebook from the guy being like, hey, I was asking and I was doing some research and I found out that he was uh, married to your mother and that you're actually blah, blah, blah. My half-sister. My half-sister. Hey, what's up? (gasps)
0: <gasps> oh okay, wait 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 wait! But so, no one
1: in my family knows. Like no, I think I'm the only person that knows. But wait, she
0: did know that. Okay, she did have. A, she did know that the guy that raised her was her stepdad, right? Yeah, she knew that. Okay,
1: she knew that her. I mean, it was like they got because she was at the wedding. She was like five years old and they got married. You got know what I mean? It. Like she was at the wedding. and We all had a good time. Like she knows that that's not her real father, but her just father wasn't around. And then she like literally what two years like two years ago, maybe and her a year mom ago. Now
0: doesn't even know. Nobody knows. Like, someone. I don't think
1: anyone in my family knows because when I was last with her, she was like like hey can you come with me shopping i was like i'm not going shopping she was just come with me trust me and i was like all right so i leave with her she goes i actually don't need you to come with me shop i just need an excuse to get out of the house um i'm gonna go see my brother and i was like you're what she's like my brother and i was like no way
0: so fascinating to me so fascinating
1: so yeah i mean it happens
0: oh my god uh super interesting you can email sarah at Uh heyphrase.com roywood jr is here oh my god we're so excited about having you
2: on how the hell are you Oh good. my God, we're so good! Am I good. too loud? What are my levels like? Check my levels. <laughs> well,
0: they were high. They were <laughs>
1: just yeah, actually high. really high. You're good, you're good now. Oh, sorry um, about that.
0: We were just talking about you. We're so excited because I feel like you, your uh, career path is much like ours. We started out in radio as well. Yes. Yeah, we want to talk about how shitty a business it is.
2: Oh, terrestrial radio. <laughs> it is on life support.
0: Do you wait? Do you lives. think it really is on life support?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's, I would give it another 10 years before that model changes. I I feel like terrestrial radio, it's still needed because when the aliens come, that's how we will communicate Mm -hmm. where the safe houses are. But other than that, you can get your music everywhere else. You're definitely not listening for the commercials. The only thing that was left was the jocks and the personalities and corporatization of radio has basically smothered any dj from having an identity so the one discerning factor of radio from a podcast or from Mm -hmm. pandora or any streaming service was the personalities presenting the music and that's being basically smothered to a point now where it may as well just be a drone like there's there's um some digital radio stations now where the song plays and when the song fades out there's an automated Siri voice that comes on and goes that was Bruno
0: Mars
2: (laughs) don't believe me just watch this is Kiss 103 jamming the jams I'm like I'm sorry was my voice just outsourced to a device as well yes it was Yeah. so the only thing that could possibly save radio is changing up the right? way they treat the personalities and allowing the personalities to be more unique and dynamic. But they want you to talk less and play more music. That's, Why
0: do you honestly? Okay, because you worked in radio how many years?
2: I was in radio a little over 12 years.
0: Okay, it's exactly like From we were. From
2: to 2012, 2013, I think I, it was a couple of years in there. I was kind of between so well, didn't work.
0: Why do you honestly feel? Because, I mean, we just came from a radio. We were just fired from a radio station last December or November. <laughs> no, thanks. that
2: was actually
0: the best thing that ever happened.
2: People but. Don't understand, man. Radio firing, that is like, like, it's no one tells you, you just come to work and your key card don't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, found out on Twitter. You can Google Google Roywood Jr. fired and you can see the article. Like, I literally woke up that morning. And I they woke up.
0: you too. Yeah,
2: I woke up to like three hundred mentions in my Twitter I, at five in the morning. I'm like, I'm sorry, no You're one like, tweets me. I thought I was dead. Like people were <laughs> tweeting me and going, "Sorry to see him go." We always loved Roy. I'm like, is this heaven? Is is heaven a Ramada in? In Burbank, California,
0: oh,
1: no. I just remember literally years of sleepless nights because every time if my inter- like if my email would not work on my phone, I was like, "Shit, that's it." They finally fired yeah. me, like they finally got me. My email's not coming in anymore, and I'd like desperately text like the engineer and be like, "Dude, what happened?" He's like, "The server's down. Relax." And I'd be like, oh, fuck."
0: Why do you honestly think, though, I mean, radio every year, they're in more and more debt. These PDs have to know. Why do you honestly think they're not going, hey, Roy Wood Jr., you get a show. Do whatever you want. Just It's all about creativity and radio. Well,
2: if you notice, that's what's starting to happen with television networks, and they're winning because of it. FX and Netflix are two of the best networks for creatives because they get the hell out of your way. Mm. They let people do what they want, create the kind of show you want. If you go back and listen to podcasts with any of the creators of Sonny in Philadelphia or Louie or any of these uh, single cam shows that are on Netflix, Netflix just goes, here's your money. Go make the show. Wow. Make sure it doesn't suck. And they leave you be. Radio, on the other hand. Oh, God. Every time (laughs) you say something, there's a dude called a consultant. whose only function in life. Is to tell you that you suck. Think of it as a coach who doesn't coach. And they paid this guy a quarter of a million dollars. I know. He's to got come the gig. In It's always a guy, critique. by the way. Oh, yeah. Always a man. Guy, I, don't, I don't think
0: I've ever met a female radio consultant. Catch a
2: predator-looking-ass dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> comes in and, uh, well, I just think that when you say jams, you don't hit the J. You should hit the Z in jams. Don't say 95.7 jams. Say 95.7 7 Jams. <laughs> Did you
0: ever work with a guy named Jan Jeffries? No. (laughs) Because also what I love is then when like a 75-year-old white man comes in and then tells like a black station how they should be doing it. I also find that hysterical.
2: But what consultants are doing is that they're pulling from knowledge of other stations that have done something that worked. And they're just going, well, this worked in Orlando, so this is Birmingham turd. It it may not work here. I think that a lot of radio jocks, uh, a lot of radio... People people in the radio power structure are clinging to an antiquated business model for fear that evolution means the extinction of their position or the extinction of their role. So it's a lot of it is cannibalism and for the sake of self preservation. Right. If that makes sense. Like it's basically you know if you let this evolve you might be part of the Evolution, You might be gone. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's funny because I wanted to ask you about your prank calls. Because um, in a way. I got
2: suspended for one of those. I got I fired because I booked a sitcom.
0: <laughs> well, great.
2: And they wouldn't let me do both, even though Steve Harvey does four damn things while hosting a radio show. Even though Ricky Smiley does three million things. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I could have sworn I saw Howard Stern on three different channels. And he still has a radio show.
1: Shit, Nick Cannon can even go to college and do a TV
2: show. Jesus you're right. Christ. Yeah. yeah, but God forbid I do a TBS sitcom for 10 episodes. No. <laughs> and it wouldn't let me.
0: Well, the prank calls. I had read, I loved your Rolling Stone article, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, and you had basically said, look, I, I realized this was shit when I started it, but you kind of dove in and did the prank call. If,
2: you, if you're going to do it, do it well. If it, like, prank calls were in to get the job. The guy Mm -hmm. I replaced in Birmingham, uh, legendary Ricky Smiley, you know, he's syndicated now Mm -hmm. in whatever amount of cities. Uh, Ricky was known for prank phone calls. And so Ricky was the king of the city. Even now, to this day, it doesn't matter what I do, I could win 10 Academy Awards. Ricky Smiley is still the king of Birmingham. That's just Uh the lineage of the city as far as entertainment goes. And so when you're replacing Ricky... It was impossible to do a prank that was... I would say, I'm never going to be as good as Ricky. I don't want to do pranks at all. But in radio, this is what works. Mm -hmm. So we will do what works. I have an original idea. Don't care. (laughs) Do what works. Then maybe we'll give a damn about whatever your stupid idea is. So I started doing the pranks. Um, I just got better at them. I just figured out real fast... There's only two or three types of prank phone calls if you really yeah,
0: get listen into it. Into, you yeah, yeah, if really you really break to them him, all yeah.
2: down, you can put them into two or three buckets. It's basically impossible request. Got it. You just you call somewhere and you make a demand that's not reasonable. I, I called a laundromat and I told him I run a chicken spot and my oven's broken. Can I put chickens in a dryer to rotisserie them? because I have a big catering order and I want to cook chickens in the dryer. <laughs> so, it's just the conflict of me trying yeah. to get someone to let me put chickens in a dryer.
1: Like, you know, like you'd call like a taxidermy shop and be like, "Hey, my grandmother just passed. I need her stuffed." And it's an impossible order.
2: Yeah, we called it. we used to call for cabs. This is pre-Uber kids where you called a cab company and I called to get a cab, but I had um, interns in the background acting like they were in the middle of a robbery. Like they were committing a robbery.
0: Oh my God! So these are actually actually better prank calls than I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are, yeah, yeah, these are
0: better than phone taps from Elvis. Yeah, this is yeah, great. Yeah, I,
2: t- I called the cab company in the background. You just hear a guy go, "Put the money in the bag, bitch! Don't you me back? Put the money in the bag!" So it's impossible request or it's conflict. Yeah. Like that's that's it. Your child did something. I want to fight you, or I don't approve of the break work. I want a refund and. Mm. I insult your break work, and you get offended because, oh, that break work, that's good break work. My break shop, nope, I'm going to the Internet right now. Tell everybody your break shop's Don't you go on the Internet? And that's all it was. And once I figured out kind of the matrix code, I felt like that was the easiest end, and I felt like I was right. Because the thing about it, as much criticism as I throw at the station I used to work at creatively in those last two or three years, they let me do a lot of stuff. Because of the restrictions on jocks. Oh, yeah. And, like, you could only talk in 30-second breaks Mm -hmm. and 90-second breaks. And sometimes (laughs) two-minute breaks. Wait, you got that?
0: Yeah. I can't believe. It's amazing. I love your whole career. Because I love where you're at. And then you had to deal with all that shit that we totally just came from. See, the thing
2: about it was that they forced us in 2011 to talk shorter so we had to get more creative about what we did and how we did it and lo and behold now we live in a short attention span society where I'm already tempered to write like that and create like that so in a way it was a good thing and you know creatively it made me think in a different world Mm -hmm. so uh, there's a lot of stuff creatively creatively that I do now that was originally conceived during my time in radio like a lot of sketch and weird stuff but it's just if I just do not see a world where radio, the way it is now, exists. remaining profitable, it does not not enough. There's not enough. I don't want to get too inside baseball on the listeners, but
0: they do. They love it. It's I about it.
2: it's about the cum The cum is the cumulative amount of listeners listening at any given moment mm-hmm. in time at a station. So, if you're an advertiser and a radio station's cume. Is let's just say two in a city in a market like Birmingham for five seven at the time it was about 250,000 people. Birmingham's metro is a million, so 250,000 at any given time, any given point in time, up to, at max 200,000 yeah. people, right? If you could reach that amount in targeted Facebook ads. That are basically set up to Geometrics and whatever Right. It's a better spend as an advertiser The internet is a way better spend And God bless These sales reps at the radio station Who still have to go out And con- the only thing saving radio right now Is that a lot of people And this is a horrible thing to say man but Say it. go <laughs> A lot of the ads That do best A lot of the companies That advertise and do best generally appeal to customers that don't yet have the digital accessibility to be advertised to through other mediums.
0: Got it. Got it. So
2: yeah. the biggest advertisers in urban radio, it's it's always the used car dealership. Yeah. Your credit's horrible. Come on down. It's the fast cash payday loan. If you need a mm-hmm. payday loan, you're not working with the money required to do a lot of the things that a lot of the people might be able to do. I'm not saying you don't, but statistically speaking, you're probably less likely. So I probably have a better chance of reaching you through the radio. But when those people, as data plans become cheaper and Internet becomes faster and people are spending more time on mobile devices than desktop computers, Mm -hmm. that's statistical facts right now. When you start reaching those people through those mediums, you become less relevant. That's why these radio stations have apps now. I know,
0: right? They're trying to catch up. Listen to us through the app. Please don't leave. (laughs) Please.
2: Please. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> why the f- why brain- would I listen to you through an app, bro, when I got the Pandora icon with <laughs> Spotify I at titles this point, yeah. I would rather pay $9. And I can listen to whatever the hell I want.
0: Right, one more question about your radio career: Were your prank calls at least real, or did you guys use like United Stations fake actors? Did you have to use that, or would they let you be real? Never faked
2: a single prank. Call nice. Of my career. That's really? like
0: a lot. Of, you deserve a lot of credit.
2: Never faked one. We did that War of Roses shit, and we had to do that. Where, <laughs> yeah. Since Rose roses. Somebody give us a name. Sometimes those were like.
0: Oh, they're so bad. We, and whatever, but we did no. Well.
2: I called legit. Like I have. I think online there's about a hundred.
0: Yeah, you became known calls. for
2: this. And the way you learn is that eventually you learn the voices and you can't go through a place like United Stations. They don't have a hundred voice actors. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't have that roster that deep of people week in, week out, with southern accents, ignorant, yelling, angry black women. You're telling me United States, and I got into an argument with a jock about this years ago who was like, Oh, you're the fake. I go, No, they're not. And it's something I really took offense to because. Oh, ours were fake. ours fake.
0: you can tell. And us we're not they're allowed totally to do them for real.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. see, the thing about it is that we lived. Man, our station was way more cavalier in the day, and God bless the people who signed those waivers and let us have those things. <laughs> Janet Jackson's breast changed everything. everything. Yeah.
0: Still to this day, it's crazy. Yeah. So, talk about this because I thought what's really inspiring about your story is you said coming up as a stand-up comedian in radio, people either quit, they died. It wasn't like the comedic story you. Usually hear of you know the Amy Schumer's or that where it's like oh yeah please I was like working with all these other famous comedians we nah, all came up together so lift. how did you know to keep new going?
2: It, just, it was all I know since I was nineteen. Like wow. that's really the deal was when I came out of college in 01 The deal I made with my mom was I like, go oh, yo let me live with you for up to three years. Every year that I make more money than the year before. I get another year to stay with you. Wow! Because I graduated and I did the math. I, you know, my degree is in journalism. I only had two job offers in print, and they were both paying about fourteen five a year. At that time, my second year in comedy, I made twelve thousand dollars, up from three thousand dollars the previous year. So I go, all right. If I made twelve this year, and I was looking at the cities, I was already passed in and stuff that I knew I could rebook, plus stuff that I knew. All right, if I can book these five cities. I know I'll make fourteen five. So
0: damn.
2: Why? Why would you be why, a journalist? Why, yeah. yeah. And I move home. Ricky Smiley quits. I get the job at the station. So I'm doing mornings, and then at night I'm driving. So I'm only working a max of six hours from Birmingham, and I'm going back and forth every day. Mm-hmm. So if it, I would work as far north as Louisville. As far south as Tallahassee or New Orleans and would just go back and forth every day, sleep in my car. Who cares? I mean, you're twenty one. Why not? And so every year got better than the year before. Even now. Every year of my career I've been blessed to to go a little further and do a little more. So that's been the encouragement to keep going. It said, Oh, well this is better than last year. Like that's would, the
0: because that, that's great. I mean, there really is no overnight success. I mean, you've been uh-huh. at it like seventeen, eighteen years. Yeah,
2: and I and it wasn't until I started looking back, you know, you start seeing the so and so died Facebook posts. Like I'm at that age now where people are dying on me, and yeah. So you get the and it's not necessarily close friends or friends of the family, but oh yeah, I worked with that guy in Paducah, or you see a guy on your Facebook feed that you haven't seen in a couple of years, and mm-hmm. you're looking at his photos and go, oh, shit, this dude quit. Yeah, quit. I know. It's hard and, to stay in there. And you would never, you'd never conjure it because the last time you saw this person, you guys were standing at the merch table, and yeah, man, and this yeah. gig, and this guy, and that guy, and you know, I know guys who've committed suicide. Like, I, it's, it's, it's so weird in this business, and you look up, and you're 18 years in, and you go, Who who did I start with again? Like, who was I around? Because in the South, you go from city to city. It's just a bunch of nomads who converge every week. Mm It's three nomads working together in any city. That's what Southern (laughs) and Midwest comedy is. There's no scene. Right. Maybe now a lot of cities in the South Atlanta has a scene. There's enough local rooms for you to bounce around and run into the same people. But in 1998, there was no scene. Not in Tallahassee and Birmingham, not on a weekly basis. If you want to perform every week, you better drive your ass somewhere, and you meet new people. And so, I see people, I know people, but I don't have those stories. I don't have the oh, John yeah, you Stewart was hanging with, with Letterman, <laughs> and I saw this guy. But Steve Harvey has a story like those guys. <laughs> yeah, like Steve Harvey and D.L. and Sinbad. Like that was, but that was a different time. And I just. I just, I don't know, man. I, so
0: how does this comedian from Birmingham get this amazing opportunity in New York City with Trevor Noah Daily Show?
2: So I didn't even know they were looking for new correspondents. Because otherwise I would have told them, like, you know, I don't even know if I would have even pursued it. Because I auditioned for the Daily Show in like 06 or 07. And knowing what I know now, I wasn't ready. And I totally tanked the audition. I, I just, it's,
0: okay, so this was for John Stewart. Yeah, you auditioned is, for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, no,
2: not for John Stewart. This is for the producers. Like, I didn't even get in front of John. Okay,
0: Stan, you don't Roy even meet John close. at this point. Okay,
2: okay. Some room in Santa Monica somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With two dudes, who just go. All right, thanks, Roy. And I'm like in the lobby, like getting my shit together, getting ready to leave, and I hear the next guy in there, and he's like getting laughs. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. And you can hear his vocal inflection. You go oh, yeah, that's what I did wrong. That guy was Wyatt Sennett.
0: Uh, ah, so
2: okay. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not ready for this. Um, agent gets a call. Uh, daily show is going to try and audition a couple more people. Are you interested? And I was like, mm, I don't know if I can... Eh. But at the time, in 2015, I was doing a lot of stuff with ESPN Um a lot of ranty sports stuff with uh-huh. Sports Nation. And uh, thankfully, USA Today was using me for a lot of their web content and, you know, just video sports. I was like, all oh, right, this couldn't be that much different. I think I have a grasp on just bitching about shit for three minutes. I think I can.
0: Does it, do you that. know, you've been with the Trevor Noah show and. The late-night scene is so difficult. Does it drive you crazy that you guys are trying to create smart content, but Jimmy Fallon, you know, brings out a voice changer and does some (laughs) stupid song parody, and the guy's number one? Does that shit drive you
2: crazy? No, because everybody's serving up something different, man. It's just different restaurants a picky cuisine. Late-night TV's a food court. Quiznos can't be mad at what Subway's doing across the way. Subway can't be mad at what Panera's doing. Panera can't be mad at Panda Express... Like uh, it's I, just,
0: I'd be kind of mad. <laughs>
2: like,
0: <laughs> I mean, Queen knows. I mean, in some way, you're making yeah. my sandwich. Like basically, <laughs> you know? and unfortunately, you have like more money and a bigger network to advertise. God damn it! Yeah, like, I'm I a mean, little upset.
2: I mean, even with Corden, with what he's done with, you yes. know, karaoke, and people get mad about it. But it's late night, and that's what they want to do. And there's an audience for God bless them. Hey, for us. We want to do something different and the people who like it appreciate it. And I think that's the main thing. is just don't create shit content. Period. No matter what show you are. Like, make it funny. Somebody will like it. And I guess we could live in a world where we want to think all late night content should be intelligent and infusing some level of change the world and give a fuck to the narrative of joke. But there's a lot of people out there that just want to watch Jimmy Fallon smash an egg on his head, roll over, kiss on their wife that show doesn't really time. love him, and go to sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah. And those people are entertained, so Fallon's reaching the people that like that type of stuff. Yeah. What would be worse is if Fallon was doing something that nobody liked. Then I would have a problem, because it's like, yo nobody likes that shit, bro, that shit. But I can't argue that somebody likes Corden. He's got the Emmy noms to prove it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So somebody likes it. So you do what you do. We'll do what we do. And I think the thing that's really funny about it all is that outside of New York, I think people forget just how inclusive the world of late night is. Everybody's friends. I don't know how it is in L.A. I can't speak for Corden. Um, what else tapes out there? Conan. Conan. Yeah, right. I mean, I've done Conan a couple times, but I don't think there's as much cross-pollination as it is in New York, because there's so many people. You got to think about how many shows are derivative of The Daily Show, even up until The Nightly Show being canceled. Uh, Colbert. Yeah. The Nightly Show. Late Night with John Oliver. Last Tonight with John yeah. Oliver. So good. Samantha B. Like, all of these shows, because they were birthed from The Daily Show, and then... Fallon and Seth Meyers, they all cross-pollinate producers and stuff. We all play in the same softball league. So, like, there's people that may have, like, assessments of, don't you hate them? Well, I can't. I just played softball with Jimmy Fallon two weeks ago and half his crew. So, <laughs> <Very> true. So, <laughs> like, on the outside of New York, there's probably this image that all these late-night shows, when you see each other in the subway, there's a weird... Michael Jackson beat it style standoff <laughs> and you dance and snap your fingers. Back?
0: But isn't it the opposite of radio? Who's right? Back? Radio people, like this here in this town, it's like you know, yeah, yeah. don't You can't be friends with another radio person. You can't collaborate. I mean, radio is so yeah, like the opposite of TV. That. I
2: never played that. Like the thing they used to get me about with radio, they always say, don't say another jock's name on the air. Steve Harvey has done more than enough in this world, and others. When Steve Harvey made the mistake, the Miss America, uh-huh. um, the blunder when he said the wrong word, yeah, language. whatever that was. So I was doing some stuff with a station in Atlanta, and sometimes the like, well, let's we can talk about what happened, but let's just try not to say his name. He was the he was the host. I have to say his name. What do you yeah, think? Exactly. The moment you say his name, people go, "Oh yeah, Steve Harvey's funny. I'm going to turn to Steve Harvey right now." It's such antiquated, stupid, and that's the type of stupid uh, thought yeah. where you don't even get to mention other people because for fear that you're putting their name
0: People are going to listen. Head.
2: They're going to stop listening to you. They're going to start listening to Steve. And the reason why that if you really want to get inside fucking baseball <laughs> the way radio ratings are collected or at least in the past in most markets was called diaries where people, people wrote in, people were sent a fucking literal diary and you write down who you listen to at the, you're supposed to do it every day right you're supposed to do it every day write down what you listen to what time what the jock's name was and then at the end of the you're supposed to do it every day for a month then you mail it in they mail you a check that's how radio ratings are tabulated. It's the most antiquated bullshit. But what happens is that most people are supposed to keep a diary, much like you with your Fitbit and counting <laughs> yes. your calories, and I'm going to track, track every Try bite of food. No, you're not, and that, your health is dependent on that, and you won't even do that. So imagine having to write down a jock's name every day. You're not going to do it. You're going to do it at the end of the month, and you're going to fill in all 30 days at one time. And at that point, it's about memory. And you're only going to write down the names that sit at the front of your brain. That's why radio jocks are taught to say the name of the station before and after the break and constantly say their fucking name so that at the end of the month, when this turret fills out a diary, <laughs> they remember you and no one else. So if you say Steve Harvey, you are somehow inceptioning Steve Harvey into their subconscious so that at the end of the month, they'll write Steve Harvey and not the Roy Wood Jr. show. And then we lose a ratings point. I can't I wait think.
1: to play this interview at the radio funeral. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to play this and be like, told you so. Uh, last
0: question before we talk about Which you're one? here at uh, at DC Improv. So um, election night is coming up, and we're we're hosting this um, election night party. We're trying to raise $37,000 to have it at the Trump Hotel suite here. Because the Trump Hotel, it's just ridiculous. It's a 6,300-square-foot uh, suite. It's got a 20-person dining table. It's own personal gym. Two bedrooms. It's absolutely insane. And essentially, we're going to have this party, and we're going to get a petting zoo in there and a wall and immigrant. And Marilyn's number one porn star. And you got to pay to get in. Wait,
2: how are you Marilyn's number one porn star? Oh, she's well, he's not. No, <laughs> she's yes, not. Yes, I am, Roy. <laughs> if
0: you could see what I could do with my vagina, you would understand. I will it
2: look has for teeth. the links
0: on 2 <laughs> So, we're throwing this party. It's
2: a very specific porn star. I know that one. I know that one. That's why I laughed.
0: He, this guy's name is Danny Black Videos. He's self-proclaimed Maryland's number one uh, porn star. He's made like 200 videos. Says
2: who? Has anyone challenged him That's to this crazy. title? I don't want to go on a sidebar here for a second. not on a sidebar. This guy gets to just say, it's not like a barbecue spot where you go, we're the best
1: barbecue. I expect you to say it's that. It's not like you can vote like in the Washingtonian magazine about like, oh, your favorite well, porn star. Maybe we should. You should. Maybe that we in should have the I, a I,
0: and he, I think he's got Maryland's biggest dick. He says that he's like. I call bullshit. I'm I gonna challenge call this
2: man on that too. Yeah, I challenge this man to a right. dick <laughs> off.
0: Let me. Where is Danny Black videos? Uh, I just we wanted to ask you if there was anything else in this just like horrid political climate um, on election $37, night.
2: Thirty-seven thousand dollars suite. Yeah. And you're gonna rent it out at Trump's hotel and throw a Hillary victory party.
0: Yeah. What do you think?
2: You're going to have animals, immigrants, a wall.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people give a shit. They're like, we don't want to Don't We want to be supporting Trump. And I always use the analogy of Chick-fil-A, right? They hate gays. They won't be open on Sunday. But sometimes their chicken's so good, you have to give them your $10. And I feel like that's what this is. It's worth $10 to pay admission to get in, drink all night, and watch chicken shit all over his gold dining room table.
2: Every time I eat Chick-fil-A, I go on Twitter and I retweet five tweets from Glad. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can feel a little better about myself.
1: Keeping that karma I feel equal. Guilty. Maryland's I
2: feel guilty.
0: Here's Marilyn's number one yeah, porn babe. star. Self proclaimed. Danny Black videos.
1: Dude, Sarah, are you really pulling up porn right now? <laughs> yes. Well, like
2: Roy Wood see, hasn't but seen but this. Why is Maryland? Was, why not the world? Because. Bro? Why are
1: you just. He's.
0: His parents. Higher.
2: You can bang women in Delaware.
0: No, he likes this. He likes this self-proclaimed title.
1: In his defense, he used to be Chesapeake Bay's biggest porn star, but <laughs> he worked um, he's worked his way up. So,
0: anyway, if we hit thirty-seven thousand dollars for this party, will you come and and be there?
2: I'm sure we'll be in town for the show, so I know I'll be around.
0: Oh, good.
2: Yeah, I I, w- I will. I will commit now. And then I'm sure you can Comedy Central later. lawyers will <laughs> we'll tell you now later on. Somebody will tweet, I hear Roy's going to be there challenging a dude to a dick-off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I'll get a tweet from Doug Herzog saying, listen, the network doesn't need it. Just don't do that.
0: We've raised $1,300, so there's actually a chance.
2: Maybe we're on our way. Uh,
0: you're here at the DC Improv. DCImprov.com. People can get tickets. Are you doing a whole weekend? You yeah, here the whole weekend here okay. Friday
2: through Sunday. It's going to be a good time, man. I'm hey. working out the kinks for my hour special we tape in October in Atlanta, so you get a pretty damn polished show this week.
0: Oh my oh, god, man. you're amazing! And fun. you have an incredible success story. I just love that you've never given up because all of us, there's a million reasons why you should, you know, and you can. It's easy to give up, so it's, you've got what a great else do you story have to
2: do other than keep going. I like, couldn't agree more. I don't know, man. I just, and, and you know, it, it's, it's tough sometimes because in careers, no matter what the career is. Is that you, the the thing that pollutes careers the most? And this is um, again another kind of horrible thing to say. Um, the thing that pollutes drive the most is love. Mm. In a sense, really? Like, yeah, because sometimes you have to choose. You know, like oh, it's so true. Oh my god, you can date. I know guys who dated the wrong person who didn't support their career and it tore them down and like you have enough days on your own where you it's hard enough to like i've had that cry in the car moment what the hell am i doing i should quit like yes and you keep going That doesn't happen if you have someone in a car next to you going, yeah, you should quit. This is stupid. My dad says you're never... Um, And then there's guys that, you know, unfortunately, you know, love and responsibility. You have a kid too soon, that could derail you. You know, you have a sick relative. I know a guy right now, he had to come off the road to take care of his wife. That's love. And it's not a bad thing. It's just the circumstances. So, you know, I've been as strategic as I possibly could, but i also be remiss if I didn't say that I was fortunate enough to, you know, avoid a lot of, you know, potholes that could, yeah. unfortunate potholes that can, you know, sometimes put you in a bad position. You know, I have a, um, I have a son now, he's four months old and I couldn't imagine having that happen 10 years prior. Oh my God, right? And having to choose between being gone, I was gone twenty to twenty-five days a month.
0: Wow! That was
2: like a seven-year stretch where that was the norm. It was 20 twenty-day minimum. I'm gone.
0: Oh my God! I love this. Thank you for leaving us with that advice. Don't get it. Don't have kids, and then you know, do it like Derek Jeter.
2: Just wait till you exactly. retire, and, and then find a hot twenty-four-year-old <laughs> or whatever she is, and. Yes, Jim, oh, please.
0: I can't wait. I'm looking forward to a hot 22 year old. This is oh, great.
2: Does your yeah. boyfriend
1: know about this? <laughs> all
0: right, all right. <laughs> okay. uh, Roy Wood Jr. at DC Improv. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. This so, so fun, great. Yeah, really appreciate oh, my it. God. Well, Radio Kindred Spirits, you know, we knew it would be amazing. Screw it.
2: <laughs> I know it's true.
0: Honestly, no, we were just uh, basically your whole show. The only two thing, other two things we were going to talk about was um, the Philadelphia Zoo opening up and wanting people to name the new gorilla baby, and of course, people want to name it Harambe. Baby,
1: oh, <laughs> they just won't let him go. <laughs> I think
0: it's genius. Why do these? I don't understand. Here's my issue: is doesn't the Philadelphia Zoo have awareness? Cincinnati Zoo had to close their Twitter because people just kept tweeting them Harambe baby or Harambe memes, and now it's like everybody just wants Harambe Junior, Harambino, Harambe the second is his name. Uh, It's just crazy. I'm like, I would
2: just give him a regular ass name like Chuck.
0: Harambe McHaramface. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, like boating <Bodie laughs> with boat faces. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, How do you feel about this too? No, uh, women aren't wearing bras anymore. Are You for that or against that? Uh,
2: mm, what are they doing? Well, bra bra. Are they? Are they food preparation? Is this just exactly? A, yeah, every day. No, just it's functionality. A, it's
0: now the trend. So Kendall Jenner and Rihanna have started this trend. So now you no longer have to wear a bra, which I think is great. I can't wait.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't. I, I understand. With the bra there's there's a lot of things with beautification that as a man I, I know some men appreciate, but I've just never really cared, cared about or just never really did anything for me. Like you got your breast jumping out the center of your shirt. I know that's not normal. I and mean, maybe that's <laughs> to appeal, but is that to appeal to men or to other women to match up and look good? I'm not a big fan of Weave or excessive makeup, or nine-inch heels. Like, I just don't, for me as a guy, that's just not
0: like what my you're thing. Into.
2: But at the end of the day, whatever women want to do, let them do it. If that's what they're comfortable doing, because at the end of the day, men are still going to be attracted to you. Men love to pretend and act like they have some opinion. on. Well, if you don't push your boobs up, how am I going to get an erection? Easy. You're a dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, you take off your eye and I'll look this at This
0: is it. awesome. I wish you, I found this out well, earlier like, I
1: put less effort in. When you were mentioning like the makeup and the weeds, like I found that I'm more like not into that as well as I get older.
2: Like, like yeah. Alicia Keys doesn't yeah. wear makeup anymore. Fantastic, and it's right? It's beautiful. And if everyone would stop wearing makeup, then it would just be a new. If men would go. It would it would take men a month to recalibrate. But then, what's a fashion blogger
1: gonna tweet about? Hey, by the way, check out all my new face products. It's called Sunlight. <laughs>
2: Sunlight's <laughs> yeah. free steam towels. Yeah, it's it's to me if that's how women want to go. All right, fine. We'll roll with it. It shouldn't be any different than when women decided to stop wearing bell bottoms and switch over to sneakers or heels or... Now we wear wedges. And every fashion trend men just go, alright, I'll still bang you. (laughs) So any opinion beyond that to me is just boneheaded and chauvinistic. I try to look at the fashion trends
1: and I go, alright, now... Is this gonna be a good time for me to date or a bad time? Like, how expensive and how long is it gonna take you to get ready for uh. every day over the next three months? Should I wait for next season? Maybe I don't know. Like, that's what I kind of feel like I'm looking at it now as, you
2: know.
0: Hey, yeah. I'm all for it. Too. Please, this is like less money I have to spend. I'm all about it.
2: I just, I just think it's important though. You know, like women with big breasts, you got to get under there. <laughs> must. Because you know, if you're letting them hang, then like, oh. there's no circulation. I,
0: that is true. I mean, that is true. If
2: you're pancaking, it depends on your partner It's true. I don't know. Have I drifted into chauvinistic land yet? No. <laughs> hang on. I'm getting a text from Comedy Central. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Look, uh, you need to review our podcast oh, yeah, on yeah, iTunes, yeah. especially now if you're a fan of Roy Wood Jr. Uh, it's it's the Hayfrage podcast, so review us on iTunes. You can always email us, too, with feedback, sarah at hayfrage.com. I think that's it, Sammy.
1: Uh, I think that's it. Yeah.
0: Come see Roy Wood Jr. DC Improv. dot com. You can get your tickets. Thank you again. Thank you all
2: for Amazing. having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Four, two,